All right, we are back with Steady Rotation. How are we doing, Queso? Hey, man, you know, we're still in recovery mode right now. But as you guys might be able to tell, finally, you know, decided to get out of the back cave and invest in a proper mic setup. So hopefully my mumble ass will now be clearer than ever in HD. Also, don't stay up until 4 a.m., kids. It's not worth it. Why is that? <laughs> not in college again. We're no, we're long, we are no longer in college. We're built different. Yeah, man. I can hear it in your voice right now. Like I, You're in your NPR shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling today, Sir Vic? Um kind of similar like just also like you know I, I think rest is just key i think that's if, if there's anything that we're going to talk about today you know besides the music um is that rest is key and that means no more partying too late no more drinking uh i mean you can but like you know we're not we're not the young bucks that we were we used to be you know that recklessness within our blood system, I guess, got uh, evaporated yeah. at some point. Exactly. But uh, I think just jumping off the bat here, you know, and starting to talk about, you know, because hip hop is one of those genres, right, where, yes, it is one genre, but there's a lot of influences, you know, and it began in this subsection of New York City back in the 70s coming out of the Bronx. And it kind of just exploded. It went in every kind of direction, landed in different parts of the country. And each kind of region of each country kind of took their own, you know, whether it was the way that they rapped, the production style, you know, even going down to how they were dressing, you know, each kind of region had their own say in what they would kind of describe as their version of hip hop, their version of rap. You know, I think like when we think about East Coast hip hop or like New York hip hop, a certain sound pops in your mind. When you think about West Coast, you know, you, you think about something specifically with that, too. That doesn't really sound the same uh, with East Coast hip hop. Same thing with the South. Same all. thing with Chicago. Same thing with Texas. Same thing. And even in the South, you know, you've got your region regions within that. You've got the Memphis sound. You've got Atlanta. You've got Florida. Um so yeah uh, and don't forget about crunk too don't you know crunk ain't dud uh-huh but it's interesting because I, I think this discussion might have been a little bit more like uh i think this is my opinion but i think this discussion was a little bit more relevant maybe 10 15 years ago even 20 um whereas now i, I think 20. whereas now i don't think it's like that much a of a driving factor behind you know how artists kind of blow up maybe maybe more so i think artists coming out from atlanta or the south in general do have a little bit more popularity but i don't know if that's just because the game has shifted towards that area now um versus yeah. like 20 years ago where it was east versus west um so i don't know just talking about this is like actually kind of interesting because like I said, you know, all these regions have their own kind of unique sounds and unique artists and everyone. I think each each region has its own like goat, you know, and I think those goats are actually like they're all like in the top 10, top 15, like rap, hip hop artists of all time. So it's very interesting that like 
like it's not necessarily like one region is taking over the whole like you know goat discussion maybe maybe it is maybe it is not i see your face right now you're kind of but yeah. It's time out. Foul play on the field, Chief. Okay. Foul play on the Chief. What you mean? All right. So, all right. First, first and foremost, we have to acknowledge that obviously New York is, like you said, the mecca, the birthplace of hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. It sort of cemented for that region. Um, as you know, East Coasters will probably have a natural bias to be like, yeah, that East, you know, like the East Coast stuff. That's the real. That's the real hip hop. But you know, there's no you know, quote-unquote, quintessential real hip-hop. Yeah. I think hip-hop is what you make out of it. Obviously, we have our preferences. If mm-hmm. you guys remember last week's episode, you know, my boy over here likes storytelling. I like wordplay and rhyme schemes. Not old styles of hip-hop. Uh, appreciate that, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, for the past 10, 15, some would even say 20, but I'll just say 10, 15 years, Atlanta has been dominating the soundscape of hip-hop. It's hard to, you know, it's hard for me to say that, but that's factual. Sure, we might see like, you know, buddings here and there, especially in the Florida and Chicago scene once in a while, but consistently, or at least, you know, within within, within the past, you know, internet age of the 10 years, the mm-hmm. 2010s, hip, you know, the Atlanta sound has definitely been pervasive throughout, you know, the soundscape of hip hop. Uh, again, I'd like people to restore the feeling in New York, but, you know, Troy Ave failed, unfortunately. Uh, right now, what seems to be big in New York is that New York drill, which some could even say is an offshoot of UK drill. But mm-hmm. you know, I'll let the hip hop historians talk about that. But I, I think it's disingenuous for us to say that. And again, because we label rap in this sort of limited box, that every region's pioneers or kings are recognized on the you know recognized by the larger body of hip hop. Um, for instance, uh, Lil John. He is a crunk legend. That man's party tracks will forever live on. Uh-huh. Headbanging. Again, if we could go back to those college days when, you know, before we knew better, that would be the sound soundtrack to many uh nights forgotten, but nights who will still fondly think of, right? Uh-huh. But I don't I don't think anybody, unless you're from the South or were raised in that era, will ever even speak of Lil John as anything but oh, that party dude. Or you know, let's even uh, bring up Gucci Mane. Right, sure. one of one of the most quintessential rappers to promote and push the Atlanta sound. Like, there's so many of Gucci's children, so many of Gucci's cosigns that you know been able to infiltrate from the game. The Migos, Waka Flocka, Young Thugger, so many. Uh, you know, you, you can you know you can obviously add more, but you know, uh, I'm I'm sure there are people who look at you know Gucci Mane and say he ain't top nothing. He's, arguably barely rapping but obviously his influence is felt so i guess uh, all of that's to say that i definitely agree that you know every region has their influencers but i think on a larger scope again when we just talk about hip-hop in general most people would remove these regional kings or you know you have regional kings or legends as nothing more than either cool rappers i guess or not nothing special and that goes probably back to again that east coast bias of like the Nas's, the Jay Z's, sure, the Kanye's, maybe depending who you ask. Well, like the Nas, Jay Z, Tupac for sure, maybe Eminem, depending who you ask. And then like number five is always kind of like up in the air, right? Some people say Andre, Freestack, shout out to him. Well, some people would yeah. say, hmm? yeah. So yeah, uh, all of that to say that, but. It is interesting, like you mentioned, how now the regional approach feels a little bit 
not unnecessary, but I guess no longer as impactful. And that's obviously due to da 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 the internet. <laughs> Go back to the internet, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it's. I think most people can agree and say that you are influenced by your surroundings or your environment. The internet opened up that you know opened our environment up to the entire world. So rather than just list being forced to hear the music that was lo- you know played on your local radio station, you would access to hear stuff outside of that and whatever you gravitate towards. You towards your younger years, you're able to gravitate. That's how you even get, let's say, an Isaiah Rashad dude who, you know, obviously coming from Chattanooga, Tennessee. To be honest with you, I. I I definitely, I definitely sense Southern influences in his writing style, and maybe yeah, Sonics a little bit. But I, yeah. if you told me that he was like an like an LA rapper, I would have never questioned it. To be honest with you, that would have never been something I would question until I knew more of his background and obviously the digging in those interviews. So it's just interesting to see that all the different styles are kind of melding together into whatever people want. That's why you have. Again, that melodic Atlanta, you know, trap sound still pervasive in different regions. New York, y'all lost your identity. I'm sorry, but uh, you you take the wheel right now. No, I. I mean, I guess each region, like, if you didn't grow up in those regions, you you will really never understand like the actual like popularity of like someone like Lil John or like the influence of someone like Gucci Mane um, to the Atlanta sound. But I still think that each region, like, has these, like, immense and, like, impactful artists that, like, push the game further. Like, just because, you know, just because Gucci Mane never had a Diamond album doesn't mean, like, you said it yourself. Like, he was kind of the driving force in the 2000s era about, like, creating this sound and really putting people on and giving birth to all these you know basically the people kind of dominated the charts in the 10s for hip-hop like thugger like flocka you know flock is you know a very like party driven kind of you know artist but still like and and then like still looking like looking at the artists that branch off of from those guys so like you look at young thug who like gave birth to little baby and gunna and basically half the cats on ysl like it's they're all like clones of him um but yeah offspring offspring um so it it it's kind of when 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 we talk about like regions like oh this dude's from florida or this dude's from i still like think that holds some weight and i kind of miss that you know aspect because i think when we like watch like movies or like documentaries about like guys from like the 90s or the early 2000s like that was like something that was like really important to get across in your music that like i'm from new york or like i'm from la i'm from watts i'm from compton you know i'm from houston this is how we this is how we sound like chopped and screwed like you know i'm from chicago i think honestly like now there's like not so much of that anymore and i and i do agree like the internet kind of like kind of push this narrative of like you know you could just be your own artist now you don't have to be like you know you don't have to be put on by your radio station anymore by your local radio station you don't have to pay these djs you know to play your single now it's all up to you which is kind of scary if you're maybe like someone who's coming out and trying to put your music like on the streaming services but the good thing now is that you have control over that not necessarily so much so like these regional labels like death row or something like a radio station in new york 
you know, that won't play your music because they've got a monopoly on some other people who can actually pay up front to like play these singles. Um, (laughs) So now we've got like the age of the internet. Now you can be your own artist. And I do agree with like the thing about Isaiah is like, he, there is that Southern influence. There is that Southern kind of tone in his voice and his production style, the beats that he chooses to rap over. But I also definitely think, his bars. Yeah, like his homages. There's mm-hmm. a lot of homages in his bars. And I think being on a label like TDE like allows him to kind of meld these two regions together, where he can kind of come out with the sound of like sounding like, you know, taking bits and pieces from the South, you know, from Tennessee especially, an incredibly influential, you know, region of hip hop, and combining that with, you know, the label his fellow uh, co-stars on the TDE label, just being in LA, like he can kind of c- combine that sound and create something totally new. And like, doesn't have to be like, you know, I'm, I'm from the South or I'm from the West coast. Like I think he's simply just Isaiah and then be somewhat of a popular artist with that sound too. Not, it's nothing like, you know, like people like are upset with this combination sonically. Right you know, we still gravitate towards his music because we like both. Um, I mean, do we, though? <laughs> Don't you think there might be some people who uh, have issues with his current release, perhaps? Maybe. Captain Kirk's, maybe? Some Captain Kirk's alert. Captain Kirk alert. Um, but yeah, like, I think the regional stuff, like, kind of like that gatekeeping was like, might have helped, I don't know if it held back anything back in the past like from that era where it was really popular versus now because i do kind of miss it almost you know like it it kept things interesting and it kept i think it had like a level of competition right where now like everyone is kind of like their own thing and not just the artists like the labels themselves where there's not really like this there's not really like this competitive or like, you know, our region is better than yours compared to like the nineties where it was like East versus West. And then like later in the mid nineties, you had the South coming up with outcasts, you know, from Atlanta trying to challenge the title, you know, challenging the both like, Hey, we got something to say too. Like, you know, we're, we're spitting bars down here. Um, so it's like, you look back at that. You're like, like, damn, like that, that was actually kind of interesting and kept things kind of, you know, spicy and like you had like both on like these three regions kind of going back and forth versus now where like the floodgates are kind of open. Everyone's just, you know, putting out music. Um, and it's kind of just like this, the, the playing field, I think is just a little bit more level. So, um, from, from your take, I guess where I would, um, at least challenge you, or at least want to point out maybe something, I do think there is a, quote-unquote difference between the ideas of a gatekeeper and the idea of regional sounds, right? So yeah, obviously we agree. The internet removed both the gatekeepers and the distinct regional sounds that we know in hip-hop, or new at least. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess, in my eyes, gatekeeping, I've never particularly, well, obviously it's great that, like you said, not everybody can, you know, everybody who has the mic, the time, the record, you know, like the equipment and the time and the resources, with their own creative ideas as the ability to allow their stuff to be heard and hopefully will be picked up and allow them to live out their musical dreams or Mm -hmm. get bands and pages or whatever. But um, 
I, I guess I never had the issue with the idea of gatekeepers only because gatekeepers kind of force the soundscape to reach a certain level. Because you and I both agree they're questionable mm. artists at best currently. I don't out. know. And granted, hmm? I don't know about that. No? Oh, uh, no. You don't. Okay, okay. Let me hear this. Let me hear this. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, so what, how I look at gatekeeping is, you know, people who saying, hey, like, you're not reaching this plateau of influence until your music reaches a certain you know, a certain level of quality. Now, of course, that level of quality also is then intermingled with financial gain and what is marketable, right? Which is kind of like the sour spot in hip hop specifically Uh making accessible music. I thought the whole point is to make quote unquote real stuff or something relatable to the average folk. But I do think that we could, let's say, live in a world without gatekeepers, right? But still have people still be very much, I'm not, I guess, identified in their soundscape it's just that because people, you know, the kids who are growing up or raised either, like you said, never felt that strong connection towards their region again, where they felt that they had to identify or promote set region. And they said, I'm going to just be me. I'm going to do my own thing. Or maybe, I don't know, people are like, we're just all humans. What does it matter from from the South? And I'm supposed to sound chopping screwed. I like the auto-tune sound. I want to do uh-huh. the Lil Wayne stuff. And I think what's one thing that's really interesting because one artist that always comes to mind to me when we talk about like i guess the uh the definer or the the person who sort of influenced hip-hop so much is lil wayne obviously kanye west did his thing as well but lil wayne is like for whatever reason like that one artist that from the trap rappers soundcloud rappers spiritual lyrical miracle wonderful rappers whatever they can most of them will say lil wayne influenced my you know influenced my approach either by my bars by introduction of autotune, whatever, you know, X, Y's and Z's. And somehow I feel like Lil Wayne was almost like just such a universally beloved artist that people said, hey, regardless of what my local people are doing, I want some of that right there too. Obviously the people from He definitely checks he definitely checks the boxes for like a lot of things and everyone has a specific thing that they like about rap or hip hop and he's basically like good at almost every one of those categories so it's like like how can you not like this dude like or respect like Weezy F, baby. his game you know but yeah continue my fault i mean no 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 i mean that's pretty much it so i guess i'm i come my my brain says we could still have regional differences but allow people to make without having the gatekeepers that allows people to make their music i just think that the reason why those differences are more homogenized now is you know People have exposure to more things and people will just say, hey, I don't have to just listen to the gangster rappers of my area. I can listen to some Chicago stuff and take influence from that. Or hell, like, I can even listen to like rap from outside of the country and listen to like Japanese homies. Like, no cap, Japanese producers, they are on a different level. I don't know what it is that they do because they don't do drugs over there. So this must be in the water or something. <laughs> yeah. The only aspect of like the gatekeeping that I don't like in terms of when it comes to like regions is that it really does close off like a lot of potential for creativity. Like, and I kind of like think about like, you know, like they were kind of in the news not too long ago with their versus battle, but like Dipset, you know, and they're coming from Harlem and they were very vocal about like always saying like you got to, you know, you got to dress like you're from Harlem. You got to sound like you're from Harlem, you know. But what does that really mean? Like, it, you're kind of defining that for yourself and trying to, like, almost kind of impose your own values or beliefs in what, like, 
not only the Harlem sound, but maybe the New York sound, which is like, to me, in my opinion, that's the most valuable, uh, like region in this whole game, even though it's kind of like in this kind of weird place right now where like no one's really kind of taking the throne or like labels not really taking the throne for the East Coast. Um, but like when you like look back to like interviews or like, you know, sound bites or whatever, like even in their music, like saying like, you know, like X and X is why we're from Harlem and this is why we're popular. You know, it, it, it almost kind of, when you say those kind of things and like you, you kind of close the door on like being able to expand on your sound, right? Like, like imagine if like Eminem coming from Detroit, you know, and I don't think he would have ever done this, but like, imagine if he was like, with his popularity, with the amount of albums he sold, he was like, you know, this is what Detroit sounds like. This is what Detroit music is, you know, and, and there's nothing, there's nothing that can like define it. There's nothing else that can define it. And then like, we never get someone like Denny Brown, right? Who was like, arguably one of the most out there, but like in a creative and boundary pushing way like as an artist from detroit he doesn't there's nothing really especially like now like there's still some i guess references to to detroit and maybe the production style like represents like some of that gritty and griminess of that city but that dude i mean you know me and you both know like this dude has albums of just like the quirkiest darkest grimiest dirtiest beats and the way that he raps or flows is definitely like not traditional in any hip hop sense, unless he's like actually just using his calm voice, you know, on some tracks. Here's my response to that. Here's my response to that. Really though. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's like, it's like that's like the only thing about, and, and I'm like actually like thinking about it now for like Atlanta. You know, they're kind of the the chart toppers now, and they're kind of like very vocal about being from Atlanta. But is it anything? And this is why I think like Young Thug is like such a he. I wouldn't say he's underrated. I definitely think he's maybe underappreciated in terms of like being uh, like people recognizing his influence um, because he's so creative. Really? Yeah, I don't think a lot. Really. Do, do you see the slander he gets a lot? Oh, okay, so... Hmm. I think people, like, disregard him because of his, like, style and, like, his, the way that he like sounds. His no, like, I think see? just the way that he's... I mean, outside of, like, tri like actual, like, hip-hop heads, people, like, from the general public don't really hmm. give Thugger his flowers, you know? Oh, and that, okay. I think I mean, that's represented in album sales, like... Um, recognition and i'm just talking about this in a general sense obviously we know how influential thugger is but um i, I think I, I guess yeah I, I i definitely agree with you until very recently with his like last two albums right mm -hmm. the last slime language i want to say why sell mm -hmm. uh, collaboration tape or compilation tape excuse me and just having fun yeah you're right man's for whatever reason wasn't making you know financial hits or like you know, he's like his you know his records wouldn't sell well for whatever reason, even yeah. though the music was there. But I guess, and like again, I always have a hard time using financial gain as a representative of appreciation, at least in hip hop, because you know, uh -huh. um, 
I'm just saying like, I think we appreciate we definitely appreciate him and listen to his music, but to the general public, I don't think that's on the same I mean, level compared to us. I mean, I mean, he, I mean, I can't speak for you. Me personally, I don't really put Thug on in my mix like that. I'm not mad at it. It's just not what I quote unquote go for. But I guess I recognize the influence specifically because of all the artists that came from his lineage, right? Which obviously you could say Tulsa comes from Wayne, but sticking with Thugger is that point yeah. of reference. You know, from the Trippies to the Uzis to the Gunners and Little Babies. I feel like, I, I guess to me, if you are able to have so many offsprings and they're vocal about, you know, you being of you know you being the source of that inspiration or one of the sources uh, i guess to me that would be more def- more definitive of recognizing the influence or the appreciation right. rather than what the general public thinks because i guess well i yeah i guess not i hear what you're saying ultimately what you're saying is that it's not as if you know like if i t- said to a random person hey you know Lil wayne kanye drake you know, Kendrick or whatever, they'd, rec- they'd at least recognize the significance of the name or maybe even Travis to some degree. Mm-hmm. You know, Travis is like 50-50. But I guess, yeah, Young Thug isn't in that superstar lane yet where, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. No. He, this, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, definitely, I, I, like, he's influential, but, like, to me, he's, like, he's actually, like, the key that broke the floodgates or, like, of, of he he's the key that broke the gatekeeping because he allowed all the mm-hmm. Lils, all the guys on the YSL label to actually stem off from him and able to have bigger careers than he has had, you know, in a shorter amount of time. I think still Thugger is like, you know, he's a household name. He almost gets to co-headline like huge festivals like Rolling Loud. You know, he's still up these top bill hip hop artists, but he's he's come a long way since like 2011. 2012 when people were clowning him back then and i think i think yeah i think you you i'm also from the perspective of like someone who's actually like listened to him since back then like since you know since probably senior year in high school like you know like it was almost like you're listening to him as like a meme and then he comes out with like the barter tapes you know the slime tapes all these mixtapes and the, the music videos that came out with it and you're like this guy's kind of interesting. Like he's doesn't sound like anybody, you know, that I really would consider like, like Atlanta, but like, there's still that Atlanta sound in terms of the production, what he's rapping about. And I'm like, okay, like this guy's like, actually, he's got something here. Like, like a Danny Brown, like you can like almost recognize that, like, because this person is kind of pushing the creative boundaries outside of the regional, like, uh, I guess, like I feel like each region has like a certain sound and traditions and like whatever you want to say, right? And when you get an artist like mm-hmm. Danny Brown or Young Thug who begin to kind of create a, their own kind of sound, people are kind of like, oh, this is kind of weird. This is kind of like, like what is this like, you know, weird, mysterious, dark shit? Like wh- what is this dude even rapping about? Why does he sound like this? And I think that's Yo. why that's why these guys are underappreciated is because on a surface level, a lot of people just like listen to their music as like, you know, this shit is weird. This is not this. Is, I don't claim this for my city or I don't claim this for my region. Hold up. Hold up, though. Mm-hmm. I put the crack in my crack and I put the brack in my brack. Yeah. Metro Boomin, Young Thug and Rich Homie Kwan or Rich, you know, whatever that their duo is called. 
that was a that was a moment in hip hop, man. Yeah. It's a moment in hip hop. Yeah, but the, I, like like but, shit yeah. like that like is like would we ever get that maybe like 20 years ago? Like no, probably not. But like these guys decide to take that step forward, decide to kind of create or break that creative boundary and really craft this sound where like now we have guys like like Gunna, Lil Baby, Young Nudie, um, maybe some of the Lils too. I think the Lils come from mostly like that SoundCloud era and like SoundCloud era is like its own region, you know, in, in the internet age, it's like its own, you got your Datpiff, you got your SoundCloud, you've got your YouTube uh, regions. Like it, this, this is where the game is at now or was and now it's kind of more like leaning very heavily towards streaming and i think youtube is still very relevant because you got a guy like nba young boy who has hundreds and hundreds of millions of views on his music videos so it's like almost surprising like who like what like doesn't make sense but <clears throat> anyway yeah you know, boy's a, you know definitely a sleeper hitter i guess yeah i don't know where he gets his fans from but the support is felt for yeah. sure so to like kind of like I don't know, like, sometimes that gatekeeping is, like, you, you don't want, like, people to kind of, like, disrespect your region or to kind of, like, make fun of it. So, like, maybe you do get a little defensive about where you're from and how you sound and, like, how you represent your city or region or state, whatever it is. But then you have to kind of also question, like, you know, what is the purpose of this? Does this actually, does this actually, you know, help us or does it hurt us? Because now that I'm thinking about it, like, maybe that's, kind of why new york is in this place right now is because like now they're kind of just imitating like uk drill like like no offense to uk but like like y'all are the this is the king this is the region where kings of hip-hop have come out these are where rap goats have come out and now we're at this spot like where i think over the over the years like there's there hasn't been too much like there hasn't been like somebody like who's kind of pushed that boundary or kind of like try to open things up in a way. And I think that's why we're in this spot right now where like, I think a lot of Brooklyn guys have their own clicks and labels like the pro eras, like the flat bushes. No one's really like coming out on top. You know, we have that with pop smoke, maybe if you really want to go there, but like, I think it was too short lived to really say anything you know r.i.p and then you have six nine like like i mean that would have been okay like if he he didn't end up being like this freaking federal case of a headache and like his antics are like it's just like either love or hate him but like (laughs) still (laughs) bro so it's funny right because you know i think you and i both would say that we or at least our image of hip hop, or excuse me, New York hip hop back in maybe 2013, 14. Very much pro era esque, right? Uh-huh. Um, you know, like, again, the Flatbushes, the pro eras, the underachievers. Some would even throw ASAP in there. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you know, yep. the thing we have. ASAP right? So, yeah, ASAP Mob, yeah. yeah. So, it's not as if that, you know, throughout the years or this decade of hip hop that, or, you know, this, again, the 2010s, you know, era of hip hop that there weren't cool cats out there spitting and arguably spitting quote unquote that real, that dope, right? But I guess one of the issues that I always saw pervasive in the hip hop culture, and at least in New York, especially in comparison to Atlanta, is that 
the old and I guess this goes to that gatekeeping thing, right? The old heads, the, old the heads. established artists, they would not uh, support the new guys to keep the simple you. That is true, man. They did. They did not. <laughs> remember, remember, like, like in like like the 2015 to like 2018 era, like anyone who like with a little like got on 97.1 just got like disrespected like they were yeah. like shitting on like little uzi like they were shitting you know, on rapping on that Cardi, type beat. How like, dare you, uzi? The, you know like i was just like like man these are th-. like i felt bad like i'm like yo like like imagine like you were like 20 21 like back in college and like you, you know you were just doing your thing you go like on an interview and they're like nah like you 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 garbage you know by my standards like like that's crazy I don't know. Hey, man, it's hip-hop. You, you know, you're going to get your feelings hurt. But True. yeah, that is right. That is kind of wild that you're literally just doing your thing and then someone's just like... Nah. Old man Ebro. I mean, I still yeah, love Ebro. I still love Ebro, though. <laughs> I like Ebro. I like Ebro's ability to articulate his thoughts very well. Yeah. If nothing else, you, you can tell where it comes from. Some of yeah. the stances I just think are flat-out wild. But, you know, that's with anyone, really. <laughs> Rosenberg, tighten up, bro. Like Sometimes you be acting like a jellyfish. Yeah. Sometimes you be a little too spineless. I do like, but that being said, though, shout out to Rosenberg for putting on some of these rappers that we've liked back on that late night. If That's you remember true. that, I assume he still does that. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just funny to think that the old <laughs> in New York would not really support the young no. cats coming up. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why Atlanta really is flourishing because you know, despite maybe the ceiling cat not being as high over there, sure, they allow the kids to record and. You know, the, and uh, the assumption is that for those who stick with the music stuff, sure, you might not be an amazing lyricist or make amazing bar creator, but if you're making music that's again authentic to yourself and is able to have some kind of niche, maybe in the clubs, in the strip clubs, in the parties, in the house parties, mm-hmm. in the rate, whatever, your music will carry. But if you have the old heads who have, I guess, access to these things, and you're looking like, nah, bro, your shit weak, not good yep. enough, try again. Because eh, I mean, at that at that point, obviously they're doing it by their own laurels, but like obviously you either have to take more time to build up or you can only reach so far like sometimes right. i look at an artist like joey badass and wonder like how much further would he have gone if like all of hip-hop said quote unquote he's the savior of hip-hop let's make sure that i'm because obviously right. joey badass and era big within you know the new york sphere for sure like they're they're definitely like legends mm-hmm. within that you know within that region i would say yeah but uh i just wonder like if that support or love translated into support for the outwards if that makes sense and maybe it's not the region's job to you know push their artists like that but i do think it's symptomatic of why i guess new york sound or the new york style is kind of dying out and then now like you said they're adopting you know yeah. melodic raps from um you know was um a boogie with a hoodie shout out to that drowning right. song that he made with Tony black what two or three years back but still a phenomenal track uh-huh. to like you said the pop smoke who definitely was looking like the next representative of hip hop, but you know, RIP was his life was taken to six nine who funny ass dude before everything, you know, hit the fan. Um, at least you'd say he was the king in terms of sales. No one can dispute his uh, ability right. of attention. Job. No one can, but even he didn't sound like, no, he reminded me a little bit of the onyx because of that, you know, raw, rough, you know, yelling sound, but you know, not, I guess, quote unquote, Nothing of his demeanor or from his music said, oh, right. he's a hip-hop dude. Exactly. Except for maybe how he talks. 
it, man, and, that six nine conversation, yeah. bro. That's 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 for another though. <laughs> <laughs> just just remember this, bro. Just mm. remember this. Remember when people thought that six nine was a whole ass pedophile? <laughs> I mean, like, isn't he still considered a pedophile? No, no, yeah, yeah, no, like, he was okay. talking about having a... <laughs> I was like, did that with, like, with a Yeah, 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 no, yeah, no, no, he did, but remember when that was kind of, like, in the sphere? Yeah. People were still bumping that music heavy, bro. She's <laughs> <is> crazy. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... The things that we'll... <laughs> I feel like yeah, the old heads... And... Bro, I mean, East Coast, New York, whatever you want to say, like, New York old heads are, like, a different breed man because it's almost like it's almost like those people like you know like you know like back in high school like i was the most i was like the prom king and i was the captain of the football team like they're kind of looking back at the 90s and 2000s as like their defining moment and like this is this is the standard that should always be upheld and, and like i think that's like why we're like now like there's there's a certain sound about like New York hip hop, I and mean, I'm talking more so about like the boom bap, like where we might be going into this decade and like hearing shit like that, like almost as a little bit like outdated. You know, I still think it represents the city pretty well for some some boroughs, but when you kind of like have this hindsight now of like, what was the point of just kind of shitting on all the newcomers what was the point of saying this is not new york rap what was the point of kind of closing off that you know potential for artists to kind of push the creative boundaries for artists like on the label like pro era you know who were set to kind of pop off they were in a good like this nice little sweet spot back in like what 2012 2013 2011 probably yeah like around there where they never really they really never had that like kind of skyrocketing effect you know no one else really you know r.i.p capital steez but no one outside of joey really kind of followed him even and it's it's kind of sad you know like because i think this region is like you know for for what it's worth you know i know <laughs> the last three four years have not been the greatest for this city you know with kind of the loss of pop smoke and guys like Fivey and six nine and now we have like you know not, not to say anything bad against it but like you know we're looking at the playing field we got like a boogie with a hoodie we got like davies we've got little tj and it's like hmm you kind of like kind of like wonder like what could have been like you know like what if there was like some kid in like high school middle school really like coming out with like some great music or like had the potential to do so but was too scared or maybe was like shut down because like like nah that shit's kind of whack that shit's weird and it's like this whole sometimes maybe maybe it is the region like that really does hold back a lot of these artists these potential artists to really create music you know Speaking on that, I guess there, there has to be also at least a question, right? And again, in tandem of hip-hop's uh, out of commercialized, commercialization or mm. adoption in towards pop culture also maybe being a factor of why the hip-hop sound naturally dies down. Right. Because as much as I would like to, again, sort of say, oh, it's, you know, um, the, the old head should have supported, which it definitely should have. Um, there's some kids that I remember, you know, like 
back in the days when Hot 97 used to be like definitely in the heavy rotation for me. Uh, specifically, this kid called Astro, or he ended up calling himself Stro, and this other kid called Bishop Naru. Oh, yeah, now, Bishop. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and the like, clap you know, with um, you, That's wild. Like, a, this dude has a tape with MF Doom. Granted, you know, more MF Doom beats with like one or two verses of him, but that's right. that's incredible. Right. That's honestly like legendary because MF Doom. He's eclectic, right? And seeing that a kid would, again, like, I guess the, having the New York rapping ability, at some point having the cosign, and then also having sort of the internet god himself, or the underground god himself, MF Doom, bless him with, you know, that presence, and yet not seeing him blow up. I wonder if maybe New York artists either have this sort of weird premise in their head where they feel that if the music is good enough, that you know, things will go, yeah. which definitely would have been the case back in the 90s and early 2000s, but now you need that sort of hustle mentality. Yeah. Or maybe if, literally, even if, let's say I played, like you said, right, I play a, let's say if we, we played some Joey Badass right now for Johnny Down the Street, who doesn't really, like, who would probably just listen to the most popular, you know, hip-hop sounds, and they listen to this and say, ah, turn this off, let me hear some Cody Raz my future. <laughs> Gucci flip-flops and all that stuff. And that's not, again, shout out to the Gucci flip-flops, that's a phenomenal song. But sometimes, who knows, like maybe hip hop's, you know, importance of the hip, you know, the soundscape of, or, you know, the birth of hip hop, which allowed for this, you know, wonderful creation uh -huh. to be a thing. Maybe people are, for lack of a better term, over it, which hurts to say it, it hurts. Kind or maybe of. the artists who carry this torch, torches are just not marketable, not marketable enough, but it's not, um, I guess, hungry or thirsty enough to really like make sure that people hear it because they have the right. you know like you've heard that before right why is so and so on the radio or have so many fans my music is so much better than theirs and it's like yes sure by these categorical standards they are but there's a lot more to it than just quality in fact more times than not it's really just about visibility and appeal which is unfortunate but that's how you, you know are able to market a so-so artist and yeah. they can blow up like your you know your son that you've forsaken <laughs> Lil Pimp. Um, no, Lil Pimp. Lil Pimp. Lil Pimp. I wonder if, like, I wonder if just maybe the commercialization, like, I think you were kind of alluding to this a bit at the beginning of your point back there. Like, if the com commercialization of hip-hop has really also been, like, a barrier for these regions to kind of put forth artists that, you know, maybe up the ante a little bit, you know, or change the rap game in either bars or production, or, you know, maybe, maybe popular music. And we've talked about this before, how hip hop is, you know, very much in the mainstream now. It's, it's, it's almost kind of scary how much it is like in terms of like, in terms of the culture, in terms of like, you know, even like the right, just like average pop stars now, like fucking like camilla cabello like she's like a pop artist she had young thug like on her song like a, like a number one song in the country like a few like maybe a year or two ago you know uh, what like, about that tiktok song with the baby the, the, the dua lipa song? song yeah yeah um, perfect time yeah and then like lil nas x is now the most you know streamed male artist on spotify would i oh shit for real I, I, yeah, I think the news came out a few days ago that uh, he's Damn, yeah he's got millions and millions of listens. Um, drop the drop the album, Drake. You need that spot back. <laughs> Even Drake, man, like Drake is from Toronto. Like 
but he's he's transcendental in that way in terms of popular music. He kind of transcends just the Toronto. And he's now he speaks Arabic. He, you know, he's gone from he, patois to Spanish to now speaking Arabic. Like it's almost like he's man. he's figured out some formula there where he's like, you know what? I'm from a a city that is like has multiple like di- like cultures and nationalities. There's a lot here. I can just fucking steal it all, or I, I steal. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say that. He influenced. influenced. He may be influenced by the regions. Feel me from yeah. the west. You know, he used to be a Houston sounding boy, and at one point right, he was right. on that drill rap scene. Memphis, that too. And so, like, it's and then I get, I think it just goes back to like the internet era, like, like that kind of just busted the gates open and like now everything's kind of like everything is just there to be picked apart and like either in a creative way like somebody like isaiah or even like brockhampton you know like in like just having like these little places across the country have these little pockets and neighborhoods where individual artists can come up on their own because they've kind of taken influences from these hip-hop artists from the 2000s and the 2010s and like become their own artists and become huge or you have like this the other end of that spectrum which is like the commercialization where like now we have like these huge hits and like they almost sound like like generated copy and paste paste. but it's like you know that comes with the game like i understand that too but yeah it's interesting now like to see like how like what a region means like or what a city means it doesn't mean the same thing as it did like 20 years ago it doesn't hold the same value as it did 20 years ago no that's a fact as much as you know let's say we view new york or la and atlanta you know to some some degrees like if you want to make it you know go over there right remember like artists used to do that yeah yeah hey man like you could be the kid from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I, I've never right. heard of Chattanooga until today. <laughs> uh, you could be a kid in Minnesota, I'm sure. You know, like, I think at one point, uh, what's his name? Zachary used to live there. Or right. even, like, you know, even going back to TV, right? Like, Watts. How many rappers do you know Watts that, right. I guess, have blown up beyond that region, right? Yeah. Like, sure, like, we kind of view that as LA, but even, like, within the region of LA, there's, like, subdivisions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you this, fam. What of the subgenres or uh, regional soundscapes of hip hop kind of stand out to you? Something that you like to bop to? So obviously we're both old school East Coast hip hop heads, but like you know, outside of that, is there like another style of hip hop that some you know you'd like to like turn on maybe when you're bored and we need something different or just mm. in a different mood? I definitely like. There's something about. And I don't know if this is even really like a coherent or like actual region, but like the Midwest, like Chicago, Detroit, there's something about like, and I'm thinking about like early Kanye, Common, Danny Brown, and like maybe Big Sean, and maybe some guys on like Bruiser Brigade label. Um, There's almost like this they've got the hits right they you know a lot of those artists have like some of the biggest hits of whatever year like over the past 20 years but there's something about like that 
region that kind of almost breeds like yeah i'm assuming this is just because it's the midwest so there's like you know no offense but like maybe there's not that much shit to do over there so there's a lot of shit that like ends up happening in terms of like maybe like drug addiction mental health and i like kind of like you know you kind of put me on the spot at the beginning about like how i like that storytelling um but i, I do like that aspect freddie gibbs you know from gary indiana midwest um that's another one like this this these guys have like an element of spitting bars in a kind of narrative format and they also have shit that like you can actually also like maybe party to or just like vibe to so for me actually i would say midwest i was i was gonna say new york but i would have to kind of like kick myself in the leg because i'd be living in the past you know in that regard i mean you can have multiple answers bro you you can give me both Nah. But real quick, and I would honestly, quick, you know, I would put like West Coast before East Coast. Honestly, it kind of hurts to say, but yo, get them guys. We found it. <laughs> I mean, Tyler and Vince, like, like that's all I gotta say. This year alone, <laughs> LBC and LA. That's foul. That's foul. But I can't deny that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, real quick for the New York guys. We do have to, you know, give props and congratulations to ours. Um, if there's like one group of New York right that I feel like is quote unquote restoring the feeling, is a uh, <coughs> Kanye the Machine, <coughs> Benny Butcher. <coughs> um, oh shit! West Side Gun, bro. Um, boop boop. No, no. Is that? Is that boop boop? Boop See, boop boop. I'm fucking up. But yeah, like the you know the Griselda boys. Yeah. I don't know how it is that they did it. To be Mac, honest with you, like, Mac Kami well, too. Mac Kami too on Griselda. That that dude, he's up next. I'm telling you. Hey man, all I can say is I listened to one of his mixtapes. That's it. But no, I I guess when I look at the Griselda gangs, even and wonder like how is it that they kind of because right they have they have gained recognition from the bigger artists and even again if you're in hip hop. You don't have to be in the New York region to like know. Oh yeah, those Griselda boys. Right. Now they they might or might not have a track with Kanye West. Who you know who knows? <laughs> but I guess that would be to me in another instance or case of artists who again quote unquote make that good music, mm-hmm. but also put the work ethic in because bro, they have a lot, and I mean a lot of music underneath <laughs> their belts. Like before they got popping, like they got like twenty plus albums yeah. or whatever you want to call that. I mean, and Benny just dropped the project last Friday, but it apparently was supposed to come out like three years ago. But he was like, you know what? We might as well drop this. We haven't dropped anything in six days. so <laughs> It's interesting because this is the first time I've seen people saturate the market with what I would quote unquote consider like quality raps. Yeah. Like, you know, like literally like rapping wise. It's like, yeah. you know, if you don't like Coke bars, I'm sorry. Uh Listen to Chance the Rapper, I guess. Or, excuse me, my married, my wife, Chance the Rapper. Still, I, I have no beef for that album, Chance. I'm waiting for the next tape. I don't hate it like everybody else does. Me but, too. But, you know. But, yeah, like, shout out to the Griselda boys. And I guess, if nothing else, True. to all the New York cats who are growing up and wondering, why can't I restore the feeling? Like, yeah. I'm clear. Because, I mean, they are. Yeah, we, we agree. They're technically more proficient. And at least there's a market for that type of, like, either spitting or just that specific narrative. You know, like I walk down the tent, I walk down with my Tim's, you know, like I'm chilling at your crib. Why are my Tim's underneath your couch or whatever the case may be, right? Mm-hmm. But 
I guess to all the New York artists, like, look, bro, the music or the sound that you're making is not quote unquote as accessible. So if you want to make more noise, you better get the hustle game in order. However, you're gonna do it, because you know it's again that weird dichotomy of being an artist who's yeah. creative but also knowing how to market your stuff, and it's hard. I think best way, you know, find yourself a team that does that for you, so you don't really have to taint the art artistic making process, but always be plugged in because you don't want people to do stuff for you and that you don't know what's happening around your camp. That's how you lose money. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, but that's a tangent. Going back to uh, the subgenres of hip, well, diff, uh, different sonic soundscapes in hip hop. So obviously, I told you I'm an East Coast baby. Go figure. Wu Tang Clan forever. They're for the children. But if there's like a certain hip hop style that I don't know why it just hits me every time, it's chopped and screwed. Really? I don't know what that is. There's something about that slurred, right. down effect. Yeah, I feel like this is like me. a new thing about you. I, I, I've never heard. I mean, I've known you for like what, like five, six years now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you say anything about chopped and screwed. That's because we never had that discussion. <laughs> nah, man, chopped and screwed. Like, it will always hit me in a certain yeah. way. It's that type of music that when it's nighttime, I'm chilling by myself. True. It just, it just something about it, man. It, it just brings me to a trance. And obviously, it's because of the BPMs being lowered and the yeah. EQs and all that stuff. But I mean, Chopped and Screwed <laughs> does have a special place in hip hop, you know. And it unfortunately, it's been gentrified into uh, slowed in reverb. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget when I saw this girl on TikTok <laughs> say, "Here's the origin of slowed in reverb," and I'm like, "Oh, you're talking about the DJ?" And then she mentioned some random YouTuber. I'm like, "Yeah, Ooh. no, that YouTube ain't was it. back in the '80s. That ain't it." disrespect right there people gotta do the history you can google yeah. it bro and then for whatever reason you know I, I think most well yeah i mean i think most people can attest and say that there's this weird appreciation of gangster rap as well which i kind mm. of associate more with like the west coast sound but for me as someone who doesn't live that life as someone who has not been in that environment you know thank god i you know i can't relate to you just saying I shot a Glock at the Emmy, you know, at the Ops. That doesn't right. mean anything to me. So you have to sort of package that storyline in a engaging fashion. That sounds a little bit right. fucked up when I said that, but you know, if you're painting a picture and you're painting a picture that probably won't relate towards an audience that doesn't understand your vision, create it in such a way that even if they don't understand the full vision, that they can at least appreciate it from a specific angle. Shout out to J Rock. Shout out to Schoolboy. You know, I feel like these are two artists who've obviously painted. You know their war, you know their war stories in a very interesting, interesting and intricate manner that even someone as myself who hasn't lived that life can take away some, you know, elements of stories from that. Also, shout out to the game, a big legend. Changed, whew, yeah, the game. Yeah, shout out to the game, and uh, shout out to Dr. Dre also for finally co-signing artists again. I don't know <laughs> if you know, but Dr. Dre was really dry for yeah. a mean minute when it came to co-signing or you know bigging up people. Anderson Pack, we up, baby. You you know, you working out with Bruno Mars. You got two right. singles out with, with that team. I I need that I need that man to mm -hmm. get all the props that he deserves. Hey, yeah, I can't believe I forgot about gangster rap. There's there's something about gangster rap. It's almost like a novelty now. Um in terms of like actually like how it was like because when when I think about gangster rap now, I think more so of like Chicago Trap. Drill and Trap. Atlanta Trap. Yeah. And it's not really as like, uh, 
as as you said like painting a picture like it was like 20 30 years ago like and i think yes west coast pro- had the monopoly on that um it's, it's almost like watching like a movie like scarface like you you, you know what like you're getting into you you don't really necessarily have you've never lived this life but it's there's this factor about it that you're like oh man this shit kind of hard i don't know never experienced this maybe hopefully like i'll never get to experience this but you just there's like there's an art there's art it's art you know it's an art form there you know i think hip-hop like sometimes people turn a blind eye or or kind of disregard it or throw it away completely just because it's violent or like it's scary you know and i think maybe they're just using this language because you know certain group of people you know preferred or like you know participate in this art form maybe i don't know you know maybe that what are you saying sir (laughs) what incarnation my child is listening to the hip hop so we'll be starting to smoke the weeds (laughs) the devil's lettuce and start popping those pew pews and eating the perkies and all that (laughs) eating the perkies yeah um but yeah, like I, honestly, yeah, this gangster rap has a place in hip hop. It's, it's. I think it's a very like vital part of it, honestly, because it does depict a lot. It gives like an insight into like, like maybe yeah, maybe there is something about Chicago. Maybe there is something about Atlanta. Maybe there's something about West Coast. You know, maybe there is this overarching theme of gangster rap, but I think each region has probably something a little bit different to say about their experiences with that gangster life for sure um, that shows I would say up. that the uh, the west coast definitely has a stronger emphasis on gang you know gang violence or mm-hmm. blood and crip violence versus in chicago which it seems to be more like street justice or street violence right mm-hmm. you took one of my homies i said you know i have to do the same uh even you know something similar to new york as well but there's probably more of the dope dealing you know dope dealing yeah. stories around where you know in that lifestyle things get messy yeah uh, you know, and that's again, you know, just you know, again, we and you and I will both agree that hip hop touches up, you know, a bunch of topics and some topics that are obviously less savory than others. That makes sense. But I would at least implore to anyone who has that, oh, I don't listen to hip hop because of, you know, guns, violence, drugs, and you know, like I'm not gonna deny and say there aren't songs that truly are just glorifying yeah I, I think most of us can agree and say yeah in fact there's probably a lot of mainstream of songs that don't have that additional nuance or additional depth. right but i think you should always you should rap you should rap in my opinion you should criticize the approach of tackling a topic rather than you know the topic itself that's being discussed because you know i always think back to danny brown you know a man who you know on his triple x album right Shout out to uh, that tape, by the way. Mm-hmm. It was about to be like decades anniversary. Ten year anniversary. Beautiful. I still remember that tape and how he was just talking about all the drug abuse that he was doing, but it was presented in such a zany, over top manner, kind of similar to um, Eminem when he was rapping about <laughs> right, all yeah, that yeah. wild stuff. That he just presented the topics in such a, I guess, sort of comedical tone. But he also had songs that, I guess, showed the other side of you know such a lifestyle i'll never forget the song party all the time and when i remember back to the college Uh. days looking at some of the you know people that you may be remembering class that might not have returned the next semester right maybe they turned into adderall admirals yeah (laughs) and again that's a that's a fire bar right but there's more to it than just that and i think that's you know 
to all the conservative parents or Republicans who feel that the music is... And I'll, I'll just say this, right? To all the people who are vocally upset about the messages that are being presented in the music without maybe taking a deeper comb of trying to figure out the deeper message, but won't have... Let's say to all the... To all the people who are upset about the drug influence within rap, but don't have that same level of frustration or disgust for the companies producing these uh, pr- uh these pres- you know prescription drugs right. and then having very poor uh laws in place for these drugs to be given to the right people in the right dosages right you know uh you might be what is it called uh being a vir- you might be virtual singing a little bit uh-huh. talk about the opioid crisis right yeah, bro it's wild to me that these companies that have literally contributed towards opioid opioid crisis will just have to pay you know millions of millions of dollars and then it can just proceed as business right. and even that millions so, of dollars is not even that much to them because they make no, billions no, it's, like, it's the cost of business it's the so, cost of doing business yeah I, I would also like maybe like encourage you know I, I necessarily think people tuning into a podcast about hip-hop like to <laughs> like I don't know if we're getting like first time people like hmm you know I might consider hip hop, you know, again, but let me see what these guys have to do. But if you are here for that reason, um, maybe like thinking about like, you know, what are you trying to say? Like when you, when you are trying to like maybe censor, like tell like people like, you know, like this music's scary or like, I don't let my children listen to this, you know, cause I do think this is a reflection, um, when we talk about like violence and drugs and that type of lifestyle or the game, um, you kind of have to maybe also like think about like wh- why is this a reality for uh, certain people in this country? You know, why is this something that is why why does this scare you? You know, right? Because it's hard to like maybe put yourself in that place of like having to be a dope dealer, having to be part of a gang to, and it's not you know be, maybe there is some uh, aspect of like glorifying violence or whatever it is, you know, but these people do it because for either financial reasons for survival it's not something that people like you know the gang i didn't choose the gangster life you know the gangster life chose me not to not to be cliche but like this is like part of the all these regions in hip-hop like they they dock they're they're documenting life you know all these regions have something to say and I do think there's a lot of overlap and a lot of themes that all these regions share. So it's like kind of interesting. Like you can like, like listen to like something from Chicago or something from Atlanta and like, you know, almost be like, you know, sounds different, but like there are a few lyrics here that like kind of share the same kind of theme. So it's like, Hmm. And you know, hip hop is, I don't, I don't know if it's the last, I I guess the most recent, like, american genre right there hasn't been hip-hop is like its own entity and it's it it was birthed here in the states you know so it's like how can you kind of like almost like disregard something as american as hip-hop and kind of just take it at a surface level um and try to like downplay or disregard it or kind of just because you don't understand it you know because you don't understand it because it's not your reality um so yeah I do got a hey, question man. for you. Uh, hold on, hold on. Just, you know, and for those people, like you said, who 
tuned in for the first time or maybe one of their hip hop friends said, Hey, these guys takes are amazing. Check it out. You know, click to this timestamp or just check it from start to finish. Half of the people who go to college and university do it because their environment told them to, right? Your guidance counselor at school, your mom and dad, or maybe your friends. How many people do you remember that went to college because they wanted to further their academic success or said, I want to go, you know, certain career and this is the way to achieve it. Right. In that same way, you know, our environment molds us. So, you know, do you recognize that the environment itself might be poisonous and toxic, but the people who live in that, you know, the average person will just follow suit and that's it. Right. So and it's also like, I was having a conversation with my uh, friend like a few weeks ago and he, he said something on Instagram along the lines, like, I, I guess he was playing music at a party and, you know, someone was like, like, I'm too... I, I'm too white for this, you know, and then, and it's, it's like, like, what? Like, I would never be like listening to like, like the Smiths or uh, the Rolling Stones and be like, nah, I'm too Latino to like, not get this. Like, like you would you would be the one to say that, wouldn't you? Huh? <laughs> no, I would not. <laughs> and you know, the crazy thing too was, so I, I not that I asked him like you like what were you playing? Were you playing something like DMX or some shit? Like I, I didn't I didn't really care because like that that kind of said is inflammatory as fuck. But homie was just playing Thundercat, bro. Like, and Thundercat is a very like nuanced like not like I I wouldn't really consider him hip hop. Like maybe he he's been on hip hop tracks and like produced, but he's like very like uh, like I guess more jazzy R and B soul in that era black people music exactly um so it's like i don't know kind of have to no, like that's, that's a wild take yeah i just remember that conversation i had with him and you know it's like music is music you know if you like it then you like it but to kind of also shit on music just because you don't get it because or because it's made by a certain race or a certain region or whatever it is like I don't know. That's that bullshit talking to me, in my opinion. That's that weak shit, bro. That's yeah. the, now we got to go past it. Look, I'll say this. I definitely agree. Everybody educate yourself on the things that you like, right? It would be disingenuous for us to even say that if you, again, don't come from a quote, the hip hop culture, whatever that means. Right. And decided to want to make music in that culture that you shouldn't. I'm not, I don't subscribe to the guest disposition. Uh, Lord Jamal, he stays on Eminem's ass. I'm like, bro, come on, bro. Like, yeah. Eminem clearly, like, yeah, he's definitely he definitely benefited from his whiteness, but even himself was able to recognize that. But let's right. not act like this man hasn't made dope music and dead ass moved, you know, hip hop music in a more commercially viable space. Right. Right. And his lyricism is also, I'd say, top twenty easy. You could even say top ten. Like his ability to write, crazy. Right. So I guess it's just to say that make the music that you want to make, but understanding which space that you occupy in, and you know, don't be defensive about that. I guess is the ultimate thing I'd say. Like just recognize, yeah, I'm. You know, I'm a corny blah, 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 dude, or girl, or, you know, every, whatever, well, you know, or else I'm making this type of music. I understand yeah. it's not necessarily, you know, uh, just, my lane or my perceived yeah. lane, but like, just do you just keep doing it. Be like, be like a Mac Miller. Never claim anything. Allow yourself to flourish and you will have a, an illustrious career versus someone like Tom, like Tom, 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 why can't I speak? Tom McDonald, like who has this like fucking like chip on his shoulder for no reason and like just 
harboring on the fact that like I'm a white rapper and I'm getting shitted on because I'm a white rapper and you know lyrical miracle like you know commercialization. And look, by the way, I'm I'm sure that people hate him just off of that and not because of his music. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. But a like, lot of like you said, right? a lot of people love him though. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. You know, other people who yeah, like again are well, again again whatever people like hip hop yeah, yeah, for different reasons. Exactly. Like, let's not shit on that. But yeah, like yeah, dude, like you're a white guy in a quote unquote predominantly black genre. People are gonna you know look at you funny way, might even be mad. But as long as your intentions are pure and you're able to sort of say this is not, you know, I understand what's happening, but I'm not part of that. Yeah, and just able to move forward. You'll have an illustrious career. I mean, even Russ, remember him? Yeah, yeah. no, he's he's a big artist. He yeah. had to deal with that too at some yes. point. You know. I actually don't mind Russ because I actually think he's 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 a little annoying a little bit on social media, but like he actually, I feel like he's he's come out and said like a lot of things about like you know I don't claim to be anything you know I, I let my music speak for itself, which I think is a little bit he says it in an arrogant way, but like I think he still says the the correct thing you know. Rust's personality is unfortunately, I think, is quote unquote least favorite, least enjoyable <laughs> trait. I think it's something that's rather off putting. But his takes, nine times, like eight, nine times out of ten, I feel that like there's definitely like nuggets of wisdom. And the yeah. fact that he, you know, himself as an independent artist was able to amass such a dedicated fan base, yeah. it's something that needs to be studied in yeah. terms of in terms of his music. I'm not offended by it. Yeah. If if one of my friends plays it, I'm not gonna say turn it off. But I don't think I'm actively looking for Russ to my playlist. Yeah. It's just not what I'm quote unquote gravitated to. Maybe need to do some chopped and screwed. Who knows? True. I might be a Russ fan. All right. So, got a question for you. So we got yeah, yeah. New York, East Coast. Yeah. We got West yeah. Coast. Of course. And then. Don't forget Florida now. Hold on, hold on. So we got the South. So I'll reserve. Let's put two spots. Like let's like like let's let's say Atlanta and Florida as the South. So we'll put two spots there, and even Texas and uh, Tennessee. You can think about that as well. And then I would also say Chicago. Chicago has really come up in the last two three years. I mean, you know, it started off, you know, back in the days with like Common and Kanye, and I think even before that, you know, you had other cats from that region as well. Um, but I don't know. Run me through. Who do you think? Is sitting at the top of each region, you know, starting off wherever you want. Take take your time. I know it's a little bit, it's a little bit heavy right now, but okay, okay. So uh, for New York, um, I'm gonna or say East Coast. Coast. All right, yeah. So you know, East Coast, which I'm gonna say New York. I'm gonna say. Right now, it's going to be a toss between one of the little drill rappers. I'm going to say little TJ, I think was his name. Oh. Who, who was Pop Smoke's right-hand man? There's like someone who was like really close with him. Uh, TJ, Favi. Favio, excuse me, Favio. Favio Foreign. Favio, it's either between Favio Foreign or the Griselda as a movement. But if he said, oh, I can't do that, I'm going to put my money on Favio. Okay. I think that that kid has uh, grasped. His artistical, you know, expression very well. I've seen him on Funk Flex rap for like seven mm-hmm. minutes straight. People were losing their minds, recording and everything. Yeah, man's may or may not be on Kanye's album. We'll see. And I think that's obviously like usually like a great indicator of things to come. Right. 
Give me, just give me, no, just give me the region. Just give me the region. Uh, no, West Coast. We're talking about, we're talking about current too. Not, not like all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or... Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Like, yeah, right, right now, who I would say is, you know, taking the torch. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, easy answers like TDE, but I feel like they're a little bit like cemented in the game. So sure. I, I don't want to, that feels a little like easy from, oh, Kendrick. Right. Man, Kendrick been had that. Um, you know who I would say? And this might be very biased of me. In fact, it is. It's biased of me. But this is, you know, I'm allowing myself this because I'm not using commercial commercial appeal or sales as a factor as much as just uh-huh. respected impact. I got to say my boy Vince Staples, man. Damn, bro. You take, right. you take my answer, man. Like right now, like that that album of his that he just dropped, just yeah. the fact, the ability. Just him being able to convey his narrative that is not necessarily specifically, particularly new on this tape, but just in such yeah. a more, such a digestible manner that beats are right. Well, Kenny did the samples right. He got, mm-hmm. He got mm-hmm. quotables, everything. And he's supposedly dropping another album. Yep. And that's the thing. He's been very consistent when it comes to his musical output. Like, Vince is like the definition of consistency. Like, he might be the West Coast's Jadakiss, in my opinion. So, yeah. Well, who give me another region? Uh, Chicago. Yeah, I'm gonna give it one, two, one. <sighs> See, asked me this like three, four years earlier. It would have been Chance slash Vic. Oh. Uh, yeah. Damn. That's crazy how you know. That's crazy how much has changed. Yeah. No. That's yeah. That's. I'll I'll let you decide on like who's like the king now of Chicago, but like. Damn, I didn't realize, like, damn, Chance. Yeah. <laughs> chance, come on, man. Oh. Remember, yeah. All right, so I was going to say, you know, King Von R.I.P. because he was on the come. Well, he was on the come up. So I guess, you know, I'll say Lil. It's either, is Chief Keith from, from Atlanta or no? Chicago. I mean, sorry, from Chicago? Yeah, yeah. Is he? Yeah. Chief is definitely a legend, in my opinion, if you'd say a possibly upcoming one i'm gonna give it to Lil dirk yeah. his consistency in the rap game the fact that he's been able to go up and down you know he did the commercial song back in 2014-15 with dej low then went back to the streets and then was just consistently grinding at some point was on drake's song yeah and may or may not be on kanye's album it shows longevity and it's definitely longevity and it's definitely didn't expect it considering i saw him as one of the psychics of chief Heath, if you know yeah. what i mean so yeah. i would agree with that Big Manson Chance. <laughs> I know, dude. That's so crazy. Like, and and like, and that was you know back then. Chance and Vic were like they were going up against Chief Keef, arguably like not not that Chief Keef has fallen off, but th- Chief Keef was still around his prime back then too. Like, he, he was still no joke. You know, he was still cemented as a legend back then. He was still coming out with music. Tomato. Um, but then I love my wife. You know. Hey man, no. nothing just, wrong with and also Vic just fumbling his whole career. As well, this man really had a Kanye feature. You remember that song with the horns? Um, why you mad, why you bro? Mad? Or why you mad? Yeah. Uh, hey man, who knows? I'll say this much: Vic's Vic Mensa's p- previous two tapes he just dropped when he's back to rapping. I've enjoyed them honestly. So who knows? Well, you know, he, he might he might come back. All right. We and miss you, Vince. You got, you got the South. You can either say one or a couple. 
because it is big. It's a it's a big region. Yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 a big region. Yeah. All right. First and foremost, just quick shout out to my boy TD Boy, aka Two Chains. That man is funny as hell. But again, that's more of a goaded legend. I think he's goaded. Uh, yeah. One of the guys that's coming up there, actually, believe it or not, is the kid JID. Okay. Yeah, people forget he's from the South because, you know, he's, he's rapping, rapping. You know, he's, he's part of Dungeon Family or like off of that ilk. I, I see good things for Jid. I see good things for Jid coming up. Yeah. And in terms of the uh, SoundCloud, sound, oh, you know, the more the melodic, approachable music. I might, I might jump, I might be off the pipe on this one, but I'm gonna give it to Push Iesty, Push Iesty or Milado, the uh, female artist. I, I see, I see a very bright, successful future in both of these artists. Assume that there's no, you know, legal trouble. For them. Okay. But even legal trouble could sometimes, like, you know, improve your career. Yeah. But yeah, those those would be like the two approachable artists I think they have sustained you know staying stay, excuse me staying power but yeah uh, okay okay so I think with that in mind yeah it's, it's interesting like how like how huge the playing field is like how many people are in here like who's really at the top of the game um and each region has a few couple people that are taking over. They're at the top of the charts. They're doing their thing. And, you know, I think we always kind of like, like to talk about, like, you know, the future is bright with hip-hop. But even this discussion kind of shows you, like, maybe we'll see, like, how this continues to, like, develop in terms of regions and everything. Um, but how if you want to see it as a blessing, if you want to see it as a curse, but how regions are no longer kind of holding back. And I'm thinking about like a guy like Vince Staples, kind of similar to Isaiah Rashad, who's from LBC. And he's not necessarily like combining sounds, but he's like taking influences from the past, from Long Beach, and almost like modernizing them or kind of like using his own influences and kind of molding it into this new sound. So it's like kind of, interesting that he's from lbc doesn't really sound like his music doesn't really sound traditionally like something like snoop dogg or some shit like that but if you like you know watch his interviews and stuff like he kind of like documents a lot of the sounds that were coming out from like the 80s and 90s and how it was like very like electronically driven and then you're like oh i guess that's why he chooses or raps over the production that he does it doesn't really sound like west coasty like but it is like you know there's still like a driving force and beat behind it so um yeah i think we'll still have to kind of see how this kind of plays out whether regions will even be less of a thing or more of a thing five years from now two years from now whatever it is but i guess the uh, ultimate takeaway from uh, this discussion which i was able to gain through our interaction is i guess learning that Artists are no longer, I guess, quote unquote, required or forced or need to necessarily represent their hood or their environment, right? Or their region as much, mm -hmm. as much as they just convey their own personal identity and story and choose whichever landscape best reflects, you know, their artistic expression, which ultimately is a beautiful thing. You know, it makes, like I said, the water's very muddy. It's like, well, how is so, like, you know, let's say how's French Montana? And New York artist when he damn near sounds like he's from, you know, 
himself, but, but does French Montana make good music? Of course he does. That's why he's being able to stay in the game so long. And I'm also sure that he, you know, his bars on his, uh, what is a cheese and Mac series? If you really want that, you could, he could probably mm-hmm. take some tapes up. So it just, you know, it's, it's beautiful, really. Like it, it's ultimately a beautiful thing. And sure. Again, the old ads are like, this isn't the hip hop that I know. And I feel you, bro. I feel you, but just guess what? <laughs> you can always play back, go back to your tapes or your vinyls exactly. or your CDs or your iPod and relive those glory days when you were back in high school or college acting a fool and that was in soundtrack music to your life until quote unquote reality hit or you got your heart broken or whatever whatever the case may right. be and hopefully you know us Connecticut boys will have a sound or some or a savior to look towards I, I heard there's Side Bubba. there's yep I heard there's there's a mythical legend out there and he, he's on a quest in Europe right now but when he returns, you know, the legend of Stony Main, Sai Baba, Satya, um, will take the helm of the Connecticut throne. Uh, and just be a beacon of hope to show the, to all those NY, you know, and the CT kids that, hey, you don't have to go to New York to make it. You don't have to go. <laughs> no, you can do it right here. Yeah. And all the kids in the suburbia cities will rock with you. All the uh, all the the black kids in the suburbs and the white kids and the uh, what's that Tyler line I forget um, whatever it was but yep yeah. regional kings you know what, what what do we sound like what are we looking for it's all gonna be interesting to see you know how it plays out in the next few years so hmm, we'll see how it goes but hey yo yeah. steady rotation. Closing out. It's been a pleasure having you on here again, Queso, sharing this space with you. And you know, this this episode is dropping tomorrow, and then we'll be back at it again on our regular schedule come this Saturday. So, to the fans, we got you. You know, appreciate everything. We didn't forget you, man. We just have to make you guys miss us just a little bit. Feel me? Just to remind y'all. <laughs> and hey, I'm crystal clear now, so no more mumble mouth, or at least <laughs> HD mumble mouth. Feel me? HD mumble mouth. You know what it is. Also, shout out to my boy Riff Raff. Oh that man God. was a clown. But I forgot about that guy. <laughs> it's beautiful, man. That was that was a great time in hip hop, man. <laughs> and also, shout out to Action Bronson, man. I I low key want Bronson Action Bronson to see. <sighs> man, that's a discussion for another time. But... True, true. Man, but... again, we're old heads now, so there's some artists that we really Hell rock no, with. I guess we wish. Heads, man. We're not there. No, but yet. we sound we sound like some old heads to the to the new kids. Like, I guess, sure. but yeah, I mean, we're still. I feel like we still keep up. You know, I think. And man, all I can I say know. is that the new stuff doesn't bump doesn't stay in my rotation like that. Mm. But you know, it does stay in my rotation. Donda, Donda, uh, I you Donda, steady rotation. Donda, 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 Donda. All right, Donda. Man. <laughs> This has been episode six, Steady Rotation, and we out. Take care.